the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Fall is the perfect time to get your lawn the best it can be. Folks, call Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today, 401-392-1025 or online, lawndoctor.com. Lawndoctor.com or call them 401-392-1025. Fall is the perfect time where they will treat your lawn. Top quality lawn care company for Rhode Island. Your best lawn ever guaranteed. And this is the best time to have it treated. Call Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today. 401-392-1025 or online at lawndoctor.com. John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, depetro.com. Check out our website. We have a number of different sponsors there. Love you to uh, show your support to one of them. Boy, it is a hot real estate market. Contact our friend, Pat Elston, 401-474-5253. Pat's been Coldwell, Banker Realty. She's based in Cumberland, 20 years experience. Licensed both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. She services all of Rhode Island, Southeastern Mass. Pat Elston, specializing residential investment property sales, residential commercial leasing. Give her a call today. Listen, your real estate investment, probably the most important investment you'll ever make. Contact Pat Elston. Again, there's also a link at the website, tobitro.com, 401-474-5253. Well, folks, the um, coming up on Friday is going to be well friday's october 1st and that is the deadline where with governor mckee he has set up the vaccine mandate now they were trying to back off it a little bit but i'm going to repeat what i've said you know it's one thing if you if you're prepared to go to the wall such as the governor of new york is bringing in the national guard the governor of new york the person who has succeeded cuomo is willing to you know i always like to compare it to two different presidents you had president reagan with the air traffic controllers and then you have president jimmy carter president reagan i believe that's the more effective individual to be but i also want to mention that if you really explore president reagan and the air traffic controllers they had conversations i mean it's a little bit different because they had taken an oath they gave them 48 hours to go back to their jobs they had uh, violated they took an oath they would not go on strike well I'm going to come back to I don't think there was proper communication and they may argue that and granted a lot of the hospitals were communicating with people the nursing homes but I still think at the end I hate the expression but at the end of the day it's Governor McKee it's Dr. Scott they're the ones that have to stand up there I think it would have been worth it to try to have more intense conversations with people hear them out on their hesitancy on the vaccine um, so far that did, they did appeared not to do that they've done that with uh, other individuals and for whatever reason but i'm not convinced that governor mckee wants to be that hard line and they've tried to back off it a little bit but we are on the verge and i want to commend channel 12 for their reporting rhode island we are on the verge now of uh the fact that we have the second worst staffing shortage in the united states and you have to ask yourself, you know, is really is this really the position we want to be in? Because I don't think it is. And, uh, you know, many times, folks, what do we say when a problem arises? Listen, it's not life or death. Th this is life or death, right? As a matter of fact, we're already hearing with certain nursing homes now that the the sh the staff is so short staffed that they don't have the people that the amount of patience that the cnas have to take care of it's it's way above what it should be and i am hearing in the east bay it's as high as as much as 40 to 1 meaning 40 patients per one cna and then even higher than that now i heard over the course of the weekend in the east bay we're still trying to get it knocked down and confirm that um that a, a patient passed away in a nursing home simply because they, they were supposed to be checked on every few hours and so forth but if you're overwhelmed and then who knows what can go wrong that's where problems come in so i'm not here to argue the idea that 
obviously, you know, you, you can't have a situation where frontline workers are spreading the virus. But I think if their goal was to try to get more of these people vaccinated, which it was, then then I would say that by and large, then I think it's fair to say they, they failed in that goal. Right. I think for some reason they thought that, oh, you know, as Governor McKee would say, his line was it's time and felt that would bring people to go and get vaccinated just by saying that it's time. As I spoke and covered many of you at the various protests, I could tell after speaking with many of you that it was it was never going to be time. And, then, you know, I said that at a press briefing. I, I said to both doc, Dr. Scott, I said, what's a reasonable number that you're looking for? And then, you know, Dr. Scott, who I don't think has been dealing in reality, said, well, we, we'd like it to be 100 percent. But folks, again, that that's not being realistic. You know, that's if you're if you're that's like a, a pitcher thinking you're going to strike out every batter or every pitch is a strike. That's a football team that thinks every time they march down the field, they're going to get a touchdown. It, it, it just doesn't work that way. Right. Different things happen, whether it's a baseball or but whatever analogy you want to use. So I could tell right from the beginning that that's not a realistic goal. I was trying to what's your realistic goal? And now this. I mean, second worst staffing shortage in the United States. Think of that. Worse than Alaska. Worse than I think only I think Kentucky's the worst. So that's not a designation that you want. Um, so here's what I also want to explain to many of you as much as you can. And here's here's a problem. Many people, regardless of what it is, learn the hard way. Right. Everyone, you know, someone learns. Everything has to be learned the hard way. There are some people. Right. Don't put your hand over the fire on the stove. And until they burn themselves, they do not learn. Everything must be learned the hard way. Um, and the problem with that is I'm telling you right now, you want to avoid the emergency rooms. Now, n again, there are people that are going to say, you're not going to believe I waited. Folks, the waits, we're hearing the, the waiting time in some of the emergency rooms are eight to ten hours. At Hasbro Children's Hospital, they're having children wait in their cars with their family because there's not a, enough room to sit down. Now, part of this was also brought on. Let's just stay in Providence for a moment. We have so many hospitals. Hey, they've allowed the illegals to use the emergency room as their free open clinic. And they don't just bring the sick person. Anyone that's been to an emergency room the past few years, the whole family goes. And the family treats it like we all go to see the doctor and they all take advantage. And, and that was all allowed, by the way. That was never stopped. They would all walk in and sometimes they'd be very sick, sometimes just one of them sick. But no one would explain, you know, you don't need to have 10 family members here at the emergency room. None of them speaking English and so forth. Well, that should have been stopped. It was never stopped. So now when you have a real emergency, those the, they don't have primary care physicians. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, listen, to, if you take advice on anything, this isn't about politics. If you or a member of your family is not feeling well, call your doctor, call your primary care physician. Now, if you don't have one, that's you're making things more complicated. You need to find one. But I am telling you, unless it's an emergency, and I mean like you're in a car accident, and then they just bring the ambulance out or and then you don't have any choice. Right. Or if someone had a heart attack or a stroke. But many times people think, ah, you know what, I think I'll just pop into the emergency room. It's, it's not like that. I'm warning you. And I know many of you haven't been there. I've been speaking with the staff. If you check my Facebook page, I've been going and doing coverage at the emergency rooms. The, the backlog. It's not what you think. This is not we'll go and hopefully be in and out of there in an hour. This is eight to 10 hours, sometimes longer, by the way. I interviewed someone the other day, 12 hours at the emergency room, 12 hours. They arrived there at nine o'clock in the morning. They left at nine o'clock at night, 12 hours. And that was and waiting 10 before they got seen by anyone. Folks, the, and the month of October is going to be brutal in November, by the way. I don't know what the solution is. I don't. I'm going to again repeat that, and I'm sure, and I know many of the Governor McKee friends and family listen to the program. I am again insisting, 
I think there should have been more outreach and conversation with many of the people very hesitant. There's a lot of misinformation floating around out there about the vaccine. Some of the people have legitimate concerns about the vaccine. Some of them, not so much. There's a lot of, I heard a story about, and then they just take that as gospel. They, they believe it. So I think they could have a little bit of handholding walk through. I want to repeat governor McKee, Dr. Scott department of health, their goal was to get more frontline workers vaccinated. That was their goal. In terms of that, many of the people are, they're going to show up to work on Friday and see whether or not they're fired. Now, if they're not, now you really got problems because you've had other people that have already resigned. People are leaving. People are going to take other jobs. I, I think if they had, and I said this in the past, but you have some national experts right here in our area. Dr. Ja is on from Brown University is on ABC News every day. Think of all the people in the country that ABC News, Good Morning America, World News Tonight could select. They go with Dr. Ja at Brown University. Megan Rainey at Brown University is on CNN every day. You have Dr. Chan, Dr. McDonough. You have some, you have in our area. Think of this for a moment. You have some of the the, the people that are considered some of the top people in the country right cnn think they, they could they could have anyone they could have had someone from new york they could have someone from ucla medical center they have megan rainey brown university providence rhode island they have dr ja abc news could have someone from you know the dc area john hopkins uh, nyu medical center i mean they, they could anyone and they have Dr. Ja, Brown University, Providence, Rhode Island. That's their authority. We have real experts. I don't understand why, I mean, why Governor McKee did not assemble them and bring in all these frontline workers and let's hear it out. And that, that I did, I, you know, I'm not trying to give them advice, but I don't understand why that wasn't done. Get everybody together. Let's hear it. What are your hesitations? Maybe when you assemble, that group maybe 50 you you convince 50 people to get vaccinated now your number's getting better but the hardline approach my way or the highway get vaccinated or boom hit the bricks you're out that's it now they're trying to backpedal now i think now i think it's too late now i really think it's too late for them to try to pull that off and the numbers are showing it now you have a staffing shortage crisis now what are you going to do now the the weights are going to be bad and folks you know not to be melodramatic now you're going to start seeing people die people are going to go to the emergency room and they're they're not going to make it the emergency rooms cannot they're not supposed to operate like a mass unit right they're not supposed to be the medic treating wartime type casualties running going patient to patient like if you watch like an old war movie you know give that one this do that and then they move on to the next one and do a quick assessment that's not the best health care that we can get. Same thing in the nursing homes. I mean, this is terrible. But I, I, am not. I, and I understand there are. I, I'm going to come back to. I don't think it was a realistic goal. I don't think they assessed the problem problem properly, because they they came across like a gun to the head method was going to work, a gun to the head method to the healthcare professionals. We're going to tell them either get the vaccination or you're fired. Well, that has not panned out because many of them said, all right, well, then I guess I'm going to be fired. I'm not getting the vaccine. So I don't think they addressed the problem correctly. I know they didn't address it. I don't think they sized it up properly. I don't think they identified the, the problem properly. And anytime, folks, I'm going to also say I have been at these briefings where I try to raise some of these and they they dismiss them. They brush them off. Nope, it's time. We don't care what their objections are. They have to get it or they're fired. Well, then the people are saying that I'm fired. So now you're talking, think about that. What is this, third world? Now we're Haiti, eight to 10 hours at the emergency room. I'm warning you, the month of October, November, you do not want to get sick in Rhode Island. You do not want to get sick around here where you have to go to the emergency room. And I recognize right now there are people that are going to ignore it. And I also want you to realize if you or a family member do go, you're going to be dealing with the people. 
that you, you can't imagine who you're going to be surrounded by for 10 to 12 hours. It's the people that don't follow the news, haven't been to a doctor, sickest of the sick, don't make good decisions in life, don't have a primary care physician. You're going to be surrounded by the people that learn everything the hard way. But this is this is like the border. I mean, Governor McKee doesn't want to call it a crisis, but this is a crisis without question. I don't think it was handled properly. I'm going to say again, I don't think Dr. Scott right now is the right person to be leading the state for the Rhode Island Department of Health. She's done a very noble job. She was uh, stepped up with Governor Raimondo in March of last year. It's been over a year now. It's been 18 months. It sounds like it was a grind. Sometimes maybe you get a fresh voice. Listen, in, in sports, they make coaching changes. Terry Francona of the Red Sox said, I think they need a new voice in that locker room. I'm telling you, Department of Health needs a different voice. Maybe that's not the end all. Maybe there's more behind the story. I don't see tremendous leadership. I hear from many of the frontline workers, rightly or wrongly, they feel Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott is too, that's what they tell me. That's what you tell me. She's too political. They feel now that she's just too political. She's not looking out for them. She's looking out for the administration. And therefore, the decisions aren't always the best that are being made. Folks, as I said, it is a problem. And this, this is really going to be a problem. Because there's a lot of people that don't understand what's going on. And they're, they're in for a very, very rude awakening once they get in. Folks, I also want to remind you that, you know, sometimes things happen. People aren't sure who they should reach out to. And that's why I'm more than happy sometimes. If you hear me mention someone on the radio and want to follow up, which many of you do, and say, hey, I didn't hear who was that that you said that i should call and blah 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 just contact me one of the easiest things to do is go to the website depetro.com d-e-p-e-t-r-o.com and you can um, get in touch with me that way but i also want to remind you that if you or a family member are in a car accident a slip and fall workplace injury domestic abuse listen in a perfect world the right thing to do would be the the other party would step up and properly compensate you unfortunately they don't do that that's why you need you need a fighter you need jack calvino call today free consultation 401-785-9400 as i like to say fight back call jack 401-785-9400 or online fightbackcalljack.com auto accident motorcycle accident slip and fall workplace injury domestic abuse Jack Calvino, 50 years personal experience, 100 years total combined for the staff. Folks, fight back. Call Jack, 401-785-9400 or online, fightbackcalljack.com. I'm offering you a free consultation. I'm offering you a free consultation. Take down this number. Maybe this happened to you. No obligation now. You want to just get some, this is a fact-finding mission. You want to get some questions answered. Fight back, call Jack, 401-785-9400 or online, fightbackcalljack.com. All right, folks, a lot more ahead. Also, visit the website, petro.com. We have exclusive video up on the murder in Providence and then the healthcare debate that is raging, and it is a full-blown crisis here in the Ocean State. A lot more ahead right here on the John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508 336-7801. 
Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. It's fall. Very soon, the heating season will be here. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system. J.K.L. Energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency infinity heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market. They also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. J.K.L., carrier factory authorized dealer, licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts for 55 years. J.K.L.'s reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. J.K.L., is an approved National Grid VPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering today at 401-351-7600. They do it right. They do it right the first time. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. JKL, 401 401- Three five one seventy six hundred. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, AM thirteen eighty ninety nine point nine FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website depietro.com. Make sure, by the way, while you're um, when you're at the website, uh, one of our new sponsors I want to welcome in. She is uh, going to just do tremendous. It's Pat Elston, Caldwell Banker Realty, based in Cumberland. Pat, twenty years experience. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. She specializes residential investment property sales, residential commercial leasing. Pat services all of Rhode Island and southeastern Mass. Right now, folks, as you probably imagine, the current current real estate market, it just it just remains terrific. Uh Pat's listings are selling above list price. You want a professional when you're in a, a situation like this, you want the best possible person. And I want you to call Pat Elston, 401-474-5253. Caldwell Banker Realty. Call Pat. She is just fantastic. 401-474-5253. And here's the thing. Because sometimes people are selling too soon. Or maybe sometimes people are saying, I don't understand what's going on. I put my house on the market. It's supposed to be a hot market. It's not working. Folks, it comes down to who it is that's handling this for you. Contact Pat Elson today, 401-474-5253, and there will be a link, or is a link, I should say, on the website, topetro.com, where, folks, you can see the story, and we broke it over the course of the weekend. And see, this type of thing, I think it's wrong. I think it brings, it breeds mistrust towards many of our frontline workers. And the story that I'm talking about has to do with that they have now set up a snitch line for nurses i think it's wrong you know frontline workers are supposed to be treated as professionals i've been saying for quite some time i think this was this whole situation with the vaccine mandate and friday is the big day friday's october 1st i think governor mckee dr nicole alexander scott now they've gotten themselves into a corner but you can see the email that was sent out by ellen belasco Chief of Center of Professional Boards and Licensing, Rhode Island Department of Health. Um, and she writes, and again, you can read this on the website. Please be advised, health professional license. So they're going to take your license from you. 
is when you may, re- you know, you are required to be vaccinated against COVID by October 1st. Requirements based on the mandate issued by Rhode Island Governor McKee. Folks, they put it right on him. He's trying to say, well, you know, it's the hospitals. Uh, in this particular situation, I know it's an unpopular decision, but Governor McKee, he's the one that put forth the mandate. But the thing about it in preaching about that, and this is going to happen, um, and they have any health care providers who are not vaccinated by October 1st, if you don't have what they consider to be a valid medical exemption, maybe subject to financial penalties or administrative action against your license. But then it comes to the bottom. Additionally, if you're aware of any Rhode Island Department of Health licensed health care providers providing direct patient care to patients and is unvaccinated, you can snitch online about them, health.ri.gov slash complaint, or call 401-222-5200, 401-222-SNITCH. Ellen Belasco, Chief of Center Professional Boards and Licensing. Well, I'm already hearing, and folks, we have heard, by the way, we have absolutely heard that the uh, the shortage of nurses right now is it's bad, it's getting worse I've heard that there's a nursing home. I'm not going to say exactly where it is just yet. The patient to CNA ratio is now 40 to 1. What does that mean? It means for every 40 patients at this nursing home, they have one CNA. I heard it's worse at night. And I've heard, and we're trying to confirm all this, I've heard that it's so bad. There was a patient found, passed away during the course of the night. They just, they found the patient at this nursing home dead over the weekend. My point is, Listen, I understand the intent. I believe, and this has been said, by the way, about Governor McKee, and that was, and he was asked, he was asked, are are you playing like a game of chicken with them? And he's like, absolutely not. They they took a tough line. They kind of backed off a little bit, but my point is this, you know, the, the stories of the nursing shortages, it's never been worse than it is now. It sounds like the month of October, it's going to be very bad. And folks, much like we talked about, Rhode Island Hospital last week had to close part of their emergency room. Rhode Island Hospital is a level one trauma center, the only one in in southern New England. I think it was a mistake. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. Um, I understand the method of where they were going to go. I'm going to say it was the rollout. I have been saying for weeks now, and folks, as many of you know, no one has covered the healthcare workers more aggressively or intently. I have been there. I don't just talk to them during the radio show. I've gone to the rallies. I was at their protest over the course of the weekend. I have said weeks ago, I said in August, that I thought Governor McKee and Dr. Scott needed to meet with many of these people and hear them out and at least figure out who is it that's really concerned. Who knows? Maybe some people just needed to vent. Maybe you could reassure them and i also get there's different levels someone was telling well you know there's the union involved and the union's supposed to be talking to them and they're well but i the healthcare workers they're protesting they're protesting over the weekend outside fatima hospital if you haven't seen the video yet i have it posted on petro.com they don't feel the union sticking up for them there's also a huge burnout right now Healthcare workers, nurses, folks, they've been on the front lines dealing with this since March of t- last year, 2020. And it was the whole nature of the spring and then all those deaths. Then it was last fall into winter. Then it was the spring again. And then coming out of the winter time. Now we're going back in in the variant and the numbers are going up. There is absolute burnout. Understandably so. I think, and I've said this, I believe that Governor McKee and Dr. Nicole Alexander-Scott, they owed it to the frontline workers to have. I even said, you know, when the Providence teachers announced that they had a contract, they they had a big uh, meeting where you had to go and vote about it, for those that were going to, excuse me, but it rose on the Patuxent, right near uh, Patuxent Village, right near the, off the route where the Gatsby Parade is, uh, roads on the Patuxent. It's a great structure. It's a huge structure or just something like that. But I was just, I thought Governor McKee and Dr. Scott should have, could have been closed. Well, I, I think it could have been closed to the media. I mean, I'm not sure if that would be considered. I'm sure the media would push that they want access to it. But but I, I think they should have heard some people out. Maybe there were some people around the fence. Governor McKee, what was been his line? 
And I want to be fair about this, but I've been at every press briefing since he announced the vaccine mandate October 1st, and the line was, it's time. It's time. That's it. That's that's not very sensitive for people that are petrified. That's not very sensitive for young women that is saying, you know, I'm thinking of starting a family and I'm just unsure about the vaccine. A lot of uneasiness here. Now, keep in mind when the Providence firefighters or the the Rhode Island firefighters, when they announce their union, "Ah, we're not sure about that. We're not sure about this forced vaccine mandate, blah, blah, blah. What did Governor McKee say? He said, well, I I called them right away and I spoke to so-and-so, whoever, at the Rhode Island firefighters. Well, I was with the frontline workers over the weekend and they still haven't been able to have a conversation with Governor McKee. Folks, my point is you have to, uh, you know, you don't want this to be where you're biting your nose to spite your face. I mean, what what good is it to have this mandate if you don't have a real plan B? You really don't have the workers. I don't think a plan is to set up a snitch line. Now you're creating more mistrust. Think of the trust that goes into medical professional, making sure everyone's on the same team, right? Let's just say, you know, you are the nurse coming on duty. You have to trust that the person that was on before you, you're reading the chart, you're reading everything filled out. They say they gave these patients, you know, medication and this and that at certain times. It's built on trust. It's built on credibility. If you don't have that, the whole thing falls apart. And what are they doing? We're going to set up a snitch line. We're going to set up a snitch line. We're encouraging people to rat out those that are vaccinated. My point is you're undermining. You're making it worse. Now you're pitting worker against worker. Then, I, and again, I, I think they should take it upon themselves to speak with all these people individually where, where you don't need, quote, like a rat line or a snitch line or whatever you want to call it. I don't think, I would argue that's not a step in the right direction. I understand they're, they're under pressure. And folks, we know, uh, especially with the congregated settings of the nursing homes, if, you, if someone has COVID, we, we saw what happens on how fast it spreads through there i get that but i think the way this vaccine mandate has been handled i think it's been mishandled and they're they're just building uh more mistrust people are angry people don't understand why they're being treated this way and i i re i believe the month of october i'm telling you right now is this is the final week of september i'm telling you that Governor McKee is going to have a very difficult month of October. I think the, the job of governing, he's finding you can't walk the fence. Unfortunately, many of these decisions can't make everybody happy. And they, he seems like he's trying to. I think he's trying. I know it's a difficult situation. I get that. Of course it is. It's a very difficult situation. And we're in unprecedented times. But it's going to be worse if you have people... And certain nursing homes, the CNA ratio, nurses to patients, becomes 40 to 1. People are in nursing homes. They're waking up and finding that people died in their beds overnight because no one was checking on them. Folks, is, is, so is that acceptable? I mean, I, I think, and, and, and I want to repeat something. I think Dr. Scott has served the state. She is to be thanked, but they need new leadership. They need new blood. She brought all the workers, brought the straight state through the pandemic with Governor Raimondo. But I believe Governor McKean needs, and they call it like a new voice. Listen, I, I totally understand the severity of it, the burnout factor. But Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, who disappeared for several weeks for whatever reason, whether it was the governor's decision or her decision, but I, I believe she's not showing the proper leadership and i hear this from the healthcare workers all the time the healthcare workers the frontline workers say that dr scott when she's speaking they feel it's all politics they don't feel that she's she's they feel now she's no longer really speaking as you know medicine and the rhode island department of health they feel that instead that she is in fact she's just become very political um, and, and I don't, you know, I don't know that could be the case, but I know that you're about to see a lot of finger pointing and you're a lot start to seeing, or you're already starting to see it. The numbers are way down 
And you can't just say, well, we'll just get other people and pay them more. Well, what's, you know, they, they now it becomes the highest bidder. People are burned out. I'm not saying it was any solution, but this doesn't seem like the right way. I believe, I believe they should have met with the frontline healthcare workers who there were, I, and I've said this, there were people who are never getting the vaccine. Folks, with every vaccine that comes out, there are some people, not everyone gets it. Not everyone gets it. They were foolish. I even asked that. And Dr. Scott said, what did she say? Well, we'd like to think everyone's going to get it. That's not an answer. That's not a realistic answer. Okay. The question was, what are you going to do about those who don't get it? Well, we would hope that everybody get. Well, they're not going to get it. I can find the press briefing where I asked that question. What's your plan for those that don't get it? Well, we hope and think that everyone will. Well, they're not. So now what are you going to do? Now you're going to lose a portion of the workforce. Listen, I shouldn't be able to see these things in mid-August and have the acting governor in the Department of Health sitting up there saying, well, we hope everyone get that. That's not realistic. That's not realistic. Now you're just playing like fantasy. And I even said there's, there's a certain percentage, and it's never budged, by the way. You know, I said to Governor McKee, he's saying, you know, our vaccination is somewhere between 80 and 85. And I said, you know, there was a national study that the numbers are not moving for the unvaccinated nationwide. Now, it's always been right around 15 percent, certain parts of the country higher, Rhode Island, probably a little bit higher, but nationwide, 15 percent. So let's just say in the northeast, it's a little bit higher than that, 85. And in the south, certain parts of the country, it's a little it's below 80, 85, you know, I mean, some, some states it's much below that, but so then the national average comes out to that. But my point is it was never realistic for governor McKee and Dr. Scott would to say, well, we would hope everyone's going to, I mean, that's, that's not planning. That's not planning. That's that, that's just, that's nonsense, right? I mean, people, I mean, you, you have to step outside yourself. You can't say, well, we're Rhode Island and we think everyone's going to be vaccinated. That, well, that didn't, you know, that didn't happen. Now what? Now what's your plan? Well, now you don't have a plan. I mean, it, it, it is just someone has to be held accountable for this. And I asked the question of Dr. Scott, so I'm going to put it at her. She's the one that said, well, we would hope that everyone would be. Well, that's not being real. As I said, you know, I've had a problem with the leadership and lack of from Dr. Scott for quite some time. With her double talk about equity and we have to treat block island and jamestown the same way you treat central falls and providence which made no sense and then suddenly when the vaccine comes out now providence and central falls go to the front of the line to get the vaccine so much for equity and now she's saying well we just hope that everyone would get well that's you know again that's foolish everyone was never getting it i don't know how else to explain it but it, it shouldn't be John DePietro talk show host in there in a briefing with the governor of the state and the Rhode Island Department of Health director, Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, explaining to them that their vision is fantasy. We were not at 100 percent. We are never going to be at 100 percent. It just never works that way. God, you can't. These people are this so parochial. I mean, just look at what other states are dealing with. This whole attitude of, you know, one of them said to me, I won't say who, well, we just worry about Wesley Woonsocket. I'm not saying you have to be responsible for the rest of the country and states, but you, you, you can't just ignore what's going on. Well, I'm just responsible from Wesley to Woonsocket. Well, that, yeah. Well, guess what? It's not that much different than Connecticut. And it's not that much different than Massachusetts. So as much as you're just responsible for Westerly to Woonsocket, I, I get that. I didn't say you're responsible for Connecticut, by the way. Feel free to listen to what I'm saying before you make these preposterous statements. No one said you're responsible for Massachusetts. Oh, really? Oh, the, wait a minute. Let me see if I get this right. The director, Rhode Island Department of Health director, you're not responsible for Massachusetts? Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Listen, no one's even saying that. I'm just saying we're not that much different. You know, Rhode Island, uh, the neighboring states, you know, uh, the states around us, obviously our numbers are not the same as Alabama. 
They're not the same as Mississippi. They're not the same as Texas. But they're not that much different than Connecticut or Massachusetts. It's a disaster. But this now what are they going to do? You know, now what are you going to do? You said 100%. Now they're already backing off that. Well, unless the people are really necessary, then then we'll figure out a way for them to keep their job. Well, you know, the deadline's Friday, and a lot of people already started resigning. And a big problem you're having now is, is, is in the nursing homes. Now, folks, a lot of people are burnt out anyway, right? A lot of the people in the nursing profession are getting burned out on the profession anyway. And with these new traveling nurses making all this money— I've heard from several of you that say, I am going to take the month of October off and then I'm going to work. As a matter of fact, many have said, I'm off for the rest of the year. And then the new year, I'll do traveling nurse for January, February, March, three months. And then I'll take a month off and then I'll do April, May, June. And then I'm going to take August, uh, July and August off. And then I'll do September, October, November. And then I'm, I mean, people are already planning. I'm just going to, you know, I'll be a traveling nurse. Pays great money. You only get locked in for that amount of time, normally 12 weeks. And they're in incredible demand right now. So it's it, the workers are truly in demand. But I, I think, as I have said, I think this thing was misplayed. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. I'll tell you, I stopped in over the weekend. They have outdone themselves. The pumpkin, straw, cornstalks, gourds, sugar pumpkins, fall decorations, so much more. This is the best time of year to plant trees and shrubs. Less waterings needed. Screen loom, crushed stone, mulch. Folks, it's Rhode Island's number one garden center. Stop it and see them. PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. It looks like a magazine shoot. They've done such a nice job with it. Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron. Look for them on Facebook. Again, folks, they are calling your name, Rhode Island's number one garden center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. It's PR, Landscape Materials and Garden Center. I implore you to pop in and see them. All right, a lot more ahead. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508 336 2110-508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508 336 2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110. It's MEGA truck and trailer repair. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799 that's 401-321-2799 or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com we're in an accident someone hits your vehicle it's damaged in some way pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body 401-272-3340 they're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence folks as you're riding along you just never know you could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401 272 
3340. Did someone damage your vehicle, whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle? West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. Our segment is politics this week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor at anchorrising.com. Justin, I broke the story on Friday. So this Friday coming up is the deadline. Governor McKee, his vaccine mandate, I think it's already starting to kind of blow up a little bit. I think this has been mishandled. Uh, granted, he's had to rely maybe on the Department of Health. There are other states doing it. But I just think they have not been good with the, the rollout and the way they've tried to approach it. They've tried to walk it back a little bit. But the Department of Health put out an email on Friday where they now have what I dubbed a snitch line, rat line. If you know of someone past October 1st who's dealing with patients who has not been vaccinated, please rat them out to us by either email or phone call. Now, I I think this totally undermines trust within the workplace, the healthcare workers, the frontline workers. What is your reaction to the snitch line, Justin Katz? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, there's, there's, you, you can go basically two ways. You can try to work with folks uh, and, and make sure you're actually addressing a real concern, or you can just say, you know, we're just going to push forward. We have the power and you, know, so you, you suck it up. And I, I think that is not the way to go. I mean, I've been looking at a lot of the numbers and frankly, if, if you've had COVID, if you've been vaccinated or if you're young, you are not a threat to yourself or anybody else. As far as I can tell, I'm not a doctor, but these are these seem to be the, uh, the, the consequence of the numbers I've seen. And in that reality, there's got to be a way to compromise. I mean, even if, even if you say to that relatively small portion of your workforce who doesn't want to be vaccinated, fine, show, go get tested for the antibodies. And if you have them, you're good. I mean, even a compromise like that, I mean, it's just obvious to me, um, but that's not even on the table. It's just, you know, McKee took a little heat for supposedly watering down his mandate, but it's hardly at all. It's if you've got somebody who right. who will have to leave and will put patients at risk, you've got another 30 days to come up with a plan. But that's not, that's not backing down. And again, I, I think it was Sam Bell I saw coming out as he always does with the overemphasis on the exaggeration about how he was backsliding to the anti-vax lobby and responding to them. And, uh, but that's the environment that McKee is operating. in. So I, I, politically, I can kind of understand where he's coming from, but the idea that you're going to start setting up employees to snitch on each other uh, over having not been vaccinated. And I'm not sure why that would even be the case. It's not like, you know, you're, you're snitching on somebody you see stealing. I mean, how are you supposed to, if somebody says something, oh, mention happens to mention they're not vaccinated, then you tell on them. I mean, that's it's kind of private medical information. I don't know why employees would even know this about each other, right. uh, but it's, it just, it really does, as, as you pointed out, set up a whole a, an oh. atmosphere of, of distrust and, yeah. and just one of, of dominance and control rather than tr- cooperatively trying to solve problems. And where, where you've got emergency rooms, you know, not able to fully function, not because of COVID patients, but because of a lack of personnel, this is not the time and place to be you know, showing you've got the power to force people to take a, take a vaccine. And not only that, this also extends to nursing homes where, again, I recognize it's certainly problematic if you get a spread and someone who hasn't been vaccinated, but they never sat down with so many of these different individuals. It was, to me, it was just like a, the ultimatum was, you know, take it or leave it. You know, that's it. You know why you're going to do that? Because I said so. I've heard there's a nursing home in the East Bay. It's 40 to one sometimes, 40 patients to one CNA. That is unmanageable. I'm trying to get more information about it. Now, Justin Katz, and again, folks, our segment is politics this week. This is a short item, but I was certainly glad. Sometimes when you get new reporters in and they don't know the lay of the land, they go and investigate things and do stories on things. And this was one I'm so glad. I, I believe it's a new reporter at the Providence Journal, and it's a story that the rest of the media didn't pick up on. But correction department, no hunger strike underway at the ACI. The reason why I think that was important was because that group that you and I have monitored, dear, they were the ones this summer that put out the false information about the family under attack and the media just took it face value. 
And they were pushing this whole thing that there's a hunger strike underway. So the Providence Journal, not only did they investigate it, but they pointed out that this group has no credibility. They were lying about that. And I think it's, you know, I think it's it's wrong that the journal, to their credit, they were the only ones to showcase this, that this group should be held accountable. You know, countless times there are situations where these stories come and they flame up and uh, the mainstream media seems to go along with it. White supremacists tried to burn this family out of their house. White supremacists were beating children. And uh, to the journal's credit, they, you know, spoke with the ACI and they said, you know, basically that's all fabricated. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's good to see those kinds of stories. You, you, and we do wish you'd see them more. Uh, the, the, the journalists, as, as we've discussed before, they're, they're on that side. You know, they're, yeah. they're proud to be involved in any kind of Black Lives Matter march. I mean, it's, it's to them, that's what they're supposed to be doing. And the contrast with, as we, uh, with the experience on the other side, I know when, the, when I started with the Center for Freedom and Prosperity and, and that was ramping up, every journalist question was, who are you? Where's your funding from? What do, you know, it, right. it was a, a suspicious posture, whereas yes. here it's, it's, it's notable when they actually discover that they're lying. I mean, that's, that's kind of a, a sad state of, uh, of a sad statement on our news media locally. Folks, uh, another quick break, a lot more politics this week with Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com right here on the John DePietro show. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. Fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist. Yankee Tree Service. They provide various tree services, including tree removal, pruning, land clearing, stump grinding, and bobcat service. Check out their website, yankeetreeservice.com. Whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding, Yankee Tree Service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps. Tree pruning. You know, many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down. The licensed arborists with Yankee Tree Service, they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree emergency service or bucket truck service they'll get up in the bucket call yankee tree service today for a free quote 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com mega logistics they're there to help you give them a call today 401-431-2300 mega mega logistics if you have freight you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies? You can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. 